Welcome back to God Grits and Hips Radio. It's your girl Lo, aka Jess, coming to you again to rant and rave and talk about whatever is on my mind. Um, I hope everyone is warm because today um, I'm in New York. So the past few days, New York has decided that it was going to um, go from like 75 to 50 degrees in a matter of hours. So it's pretty frigid. It's um, get your boiler ready weather. It's break out the comforter weather. It is uh, winter is coming weather. I know all the Game of Thrones uh, fans know that saying, but um, it is real life and <laughs> present in New York right now. So I hope everybody is warm. Um, as always, I hope this podcast finds you well. I hope everybody is in good spirits. Today, I want to talk about, I'm not even sure what to call it exactly, and maybe I'll come up with a name as we go along, but I want to talk about, um, let's call it the verbal mind warp. Most people know that um, what you think has a great deal of effect on how you function. If you think negatively, you function in the negative. You feel like, you know, everything is going wrong. If you think positively, you have a better chance of functioning in the positive and having more faith and believing things that will go well. If you think in fear, then you'll be scared. If you think in trust, then you'll be trusting. So what you think um, has a great effect on how you function as a person. Also, um... For a lot of people, what others think or what other people put into you, well, not even what you put into your brain, what you put into your thought process um, also aids in how you um, function. So if you read books that are like detrimental to self-esteem and things like that, then that'll help. If you watch uh, shows that, you know, are bashing, then those things have a play on your psyche if you um anything if you read if you listen to if you if someone listens to music that's um dark and you know depressing and all of those things is a good possibility that it's gonna have an effect on their mood and how they function with that being said what I want to talk about today specifically is how family and friends can mind warp our children. And I guess even as adults, because if you can do it as a kid, sometimes you can't shake it as an adult. Um, we're all human. We are all going to make mistakes. It is absolutely our makeup. It's <laughs> when you say human, it comes with the territory but I think a lot of times our success is based on the support and what's around us. If you are going, if you want to go to school, right? Let's say you want to go to college, but 
you didn't do well in high school. There's two ways that that can be addressed. Well, there's more than two, but I'll give two for the moment. It can be addressed as, oh, that's a great idea. Um, I'm glad you want to go to school. Just know that college is way different than high school. You're going to have to manage your time. You're going to have to focus. You're going to, you know, have to be on top of, you know, your P's and Q's. That has a more positive feeling behind it. It's supportive. It's saying, you know, it's giving you the steps to be great. It's telling you what's needed and how you can get there. And then there's the, you're going to college. When did you decide that? I mean, you barely made it through high school. Why would you add college onto it? That's very negative. It's very much a, I'm going to take your past and hold it over your head forever. Or I'm going to, I'm not going to do anything to make you believe that you can change your habits and become something better. I've seen this happen so many times. I've even had an incident where it was said to me, and I don't believe it fully shook me as a whole, but it definitely played a part. Um, I had my son when I was a month away from being 19 years old. Uh, I wasn't a kid who was just sexually active and running around. It wasn't something that was expected. Um, if I'm transparent, I intended or the plan was to be a virgin when I got married. Life didn't, you know, lend me in that direction and I steered away. But um, I had my son and one of my uncles told me, he said, I almost want to say this is verbatim. He said, you were so smart. And... I remember like even now that it's years later and my son is about to be 14 years old. It just stuck with me so much. It was like I was smart. I was salutatorian. I went to specialized high schools. Um, I went to specialized junior high school. I was always intelligent. That wasn't, I mean, and not even in a cocky way. It was just something that I was always um, smart. I was always advanced. And yes, I had a baby and yes, I brought a child into a life that I hadn't fully grown into myself, but I didn't realize that took away my smart. I didn't realize that made me unintelligent. Yes, it may have added a burden. Yes, it may not have been the smartest decision for myself. Yes, it may not have been the vision that he thought I should have. Yes, it obviously wasn't the top tier of things I could have done. But I didn't realize it made me unsmart. I didn't realize that all of a sudden everything that was ever in me, everything that was ever embedded in me was gone. And now um, I'm just, I guess I'm dumb now. And he may not have meant it that far, but to just say something like that is so, it could have been so detrimental. I could have fallen into the idea that I had messed up my life so bad that I could never recover. There was no positive in it. There was no, um, you made a mistake or you went down this path. Let's figure out how not to let you fall into, um, you know, being a mother having a kid out of wedlock, being a single mother, there was no, there was nothing positive there. 
And I know people who I know, actually, I went to school with someone who I think she had her son at 16, if I'm not mistaken. It was our junior year. She had her son and she came back to school. She finished school. She graduated. Now she has her master's and she's a teacher and she's in a very great place. And part of me wants to believe based on like, we're not super cool, but just from conversations we've had before and things that I get to see from her, I want to believe that part of the reason why she is where she is, is because her family did not mind warp her into believing that because she had a kid, that life could never be okay, that she could never get back right. You know how many people um, have drug issues or alcohol or whatever it is, and they come back out and they do great things. Like that's why there's AA, that's why there's programs. Um, That's like telling someone who's depressed, oh, you're never going to get better. You might as well, you know, end your life. Um, No, that's, that's not how this works. We have to stop. And like I said, I said children, but it's even an adult. We have to stop putting such a mind warp or putting out words that don't mean well in something that um, can be better. Like people make mistakes. Like if we talk about who Malcolm X was when he was younger, we would never think of who he is, who we remember him as. There's so many people who have made mistakes. There's so many people who wrong. Maya Angelou, if I'm not mistaken, was um, a hooker or prostitute, something like We have people who have done amazingly great things, but they made mistakes or they did something wrong. And I want to believe that part of why they succeeded is because they were surrounded by people who didn't make them believe that their mistakes couldn't be corrected, that they couldn't move past their mistakes, that there wasn't a way out after doing something that wasn't, um, that wasn't putting yourself in the best light. So we have to find a way to be able to let our friends, our family, our kids, our brothers, our sisters know that, yes, you did this thing. Yes, this thing happened. Yes, it isn't the best course um, for you to be on, but let me support you. Let me now stay in your head more. Let me, um, let me remind you that, you know, you still got to push. You still got things to do. God still put you here for a reason. There's still a purpose. You, somebody absolutely needs to hear your story. Somebody absolutely needs you to do what you were going to do even before this thing happened, even um, though this thing happened. Um, there is this generational poverty thing that we see, and it's something along the lines of, your grandmother functioned in a certain way and then your mother followed suit and then you follow suit because you feel like um, there isn't more for you or you feel like there's nothing else that you're worthy of or there's nothing else that you can have access to. And there's mindset and there's, you know, what you see. So, you can, you have those who are born into it and between the family and what they're exposed to, they believe that there's nothing more. They believe that this is, you know, their last step and this is just what it's going to be. This is what I'm born into. This is, this is all there is for me. And then you have those who have parents or friends 
or loved ones who go, this isn't where it has to stop for you. There's so much more out there. They expose them to different, let's say they expose them to the Oprah's. They expose them to things like the Cosby show. They root for them to go to college. They root for them to pick up a trade. They support them when they come and say, hey, I don't necessarily know anybody who's ever done engineering, but I want to do it. And they tell them, well, you go ahead and you do it. And they listen to them and they hear them out and they're a support. And they're all about adding positive mental reinforcement to them so that they can go forward and believe that they can do whatever it is they want to put their minds to. So we have to get out of this mind warp, this verbal mind warp, and maybe not even verbal, just the mind warp that um, we can sometimes aid in, that we can even sometimes be caught in. And it's very hard to be in a spot where you feel down and you feel like you're not where you want to be and you feel like everything is going on. You feel like you've already made enough mistakes to not be able to come back from But stop letting people, I don't care who they are, your mother, your husband, your father, your whatever. I can hope, we can only hope that these people are rooting for you. But sometimes everybody can't see the vision for you. Everybody can't see what you see. Everybody can't feel what God has placed in your heart. Everybody can't. Everybody just can't. So stop believing that your mistakes are who you are. Because they're not. Your mistakes, yes, absolutely play a part in where you are. They play a part in how fast or how slow life may happen for you. They play a part in how fast or how slow you may get to certain milestones, but they don't make you. You have the option to move past what you've done. You have the option to move past things that um, you aren't so proud of. You have the option to continue to push forward no matter what anybody says. If you believe in yourself and you believe that whatever this is is placed on your heart is something good and you mean well by it and you push yourself and you focus, you absolutely can move past and move above your your past and your mistakes. And as much as we love people And this goes back to my previous podcast about titles and because of who someone is, giving them a pass. Because they're your parent, it doesn't mean they get to say and do whatever they want. You can put your parent, you can put your father in a bubble because you love him to death, but he's not good for your mental health. You can put your mother in a bubble because you love her to death, but she's not the most positive and she's not the most uplifting person. You can love your best friend to death, but you can put them in a bubble because they're not always the most supportive when it comes to things you want to do. You can do that. And still choose to love them. You can love them and leave them alone simultaneously. You can um, figure out ways to deal with them. Or you can just surround yourself in every season where you need support and you need to feel like someone is rooting for you. You can surround yourself by those people. And sometimes those aren't the closest people to you. Sometimes it's that person who admires you for something that you don't even know, admires you for the fact that you have a kid, but you still push and you're smiling and you always want to give back, admires you for the fact that, you know, you grew up in the projects, but now you own a house in Long Island, admires you for the fact that um, you grew up in a neighborhood that created drug dealers and prostitutes and junkies, but you went to college, got a master's 
and now you're an executive. You can have this person who doesn't even really know you, but is rooting for you. And you can end up having those people be who you surround yourself with. But I want us to do two things. I want us to make sure we're not the person. We're not the person who's, you know, mind warping someone who's um, carrying or hovering their mistakes and their bad decisions over their head as opposed opposed to pushing them and trying to get them to move past those things, Um, that we're not the person who's you know, weighing someone down when they're trying to move up and elevate themselves and be better than what they were. Um, let's, let's be mindful to not be that person to help, to elevate, to push. And also let's, let's find a way. And like I said, it's not easy. Let's find a way to not let that be done to us to, you know, believe in ourselves, to trust in God, to, you know, pray through the process, to push, to, believe that there is so much more for you, that there is so much more that you can do, that you can, um, that you can give to the world, that you can offer to people, that you don't get caught in the mind warp of what society says or what you see on TV or what people say about you, whether behind your back or in front of your face. Let's not warp ourselves into making our mistakes and our bad decisions who we are. It is not who we are. It is something we have done. It is something we absolutely can move past. It is something that is a stepping stone into, you know, learning. It's a learning experience. It's something we try not to repeat. It's something that we can even take from and create a way to stop people from being in that same position. It's something that we can take and look at and figure out, okay, how can I affect people who were in my position and not put them there again? It's something that is absolutely part of who you are. It absolutely plays a part in how you function and why you are here, but it is not who you are. It is absolutely not who you are. There is so much more potential. There is so much more of you. There's so much more for you to give. There is so much past the things that you've done that you're not proud of. And I need you to always remember that. So that was pretty much it. Um, It really just came to me from, it just randomly came to me and I realized that it came to me because it needed to be a podcast. It was just thinking about, you know, the difference between people who are supported and people who are not supported. People who have people rooting for them and push them and, you know, help them to get forward and people who don't. And it's not to say that people who have people support them always, you know, get past it. And it's not to say that people who... Um, aren't supported, don't get past of it. But if you did, I want to believe that if you did a survey and you looked at it, those who have a support system, everything, like having a team, it's always better for the most part. Having, you know, someone to bounce ideas off, a support, someone to, you know, when you feel like you can't, someone reminding you that you can, that's always better. When you have um, positive things around you as opposed to negative things, that's always better. So we just got to be mindful. We got to be mindful of what we're giving out. We got to be mindful of how we speak, the words we choose. Words are so big and words are so important. Um, I'm a writer and I'm just, I'm just big on how and what you say because you can say should and you can say could and you can say would, but those are three different things and they're not always interchangeable and depending on what you're talking about, it means something completely different. 
So we have to be mindful to not say things like you were so smart. We have to be mindful to not use past tense words for someone because um, of their choices. Yes, there are some times where you were short and now you're tall. But if you are smart, then you are smart. It may be something you have to retap into. It may be something you have to, you know, have confidence in yourself. But you didn't just become dumb overnight unless something, you know, happened to you and, you know, you literally lost part of your brain power. That's not how life works. So we just have to be mindful in our words. We have to be mindful in how we support people. We have to be mindful, especially for our children. We have to be mindful how we speak to them and what we're pushing out there and what we're making them believe and um, how we're speaking to them and what we're showing them and what we're um, exposing them to because you are what you eat. You are what you think. You are what you put in front of yourself. All of those things do matter. So let's, uh, you know, let's be better. Let's do better. Let's, um, watch what we say. Let's push through. And, uh, yeah. Um, as always, I love y'all like I love you. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for hanging out with me. And until next time.